0: Welcome to Verbal Diary, the podcast, with your hosts, Cy Jobling and James Norton. Strap yourself in for the rants and bants. Okay, now I was playing the intro
1: music. Um... Oh, very nice. With your hosts, Cy Jobling and, James, and Norton. James Norton. Strap
0: yourself in for okay. the rants and bants. There it is. <laughs> I think... Uh... I think this episode's gonna be more rants than bants, isn't it?
1: I think it's gonna be a lot of silliness today, yes.
0: Why do you think silliness?
1: I just just knowing what mood you're in today. And myself.
2: <laughs> How is this all about me? Not just about you, it's about me too. To me.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, um, I don't know. I'm definitely I'm definitely in a more ranty place than a banty place today.
1: That's good we're like a good rant. Get it off your chest.
2: Oh man, there's not enough space anywhere else.
1: Well <laughs>
2: we can find it. I've got a magnificent chest, so um Have you? it's a great chest. Well, yeah. It's it's it it's it's in my top five chests of all time. Top five, hey. What mm. what number in your top five? Oh I couldn't possibly say. <laughs>
0: We're dangerously in the world of uh, banks rather than rants right now, but anyway.
1: Um, are. How are you anyway, sir?
0: I am middling
2: to average. How are you?
1: I'm probably on the same level, yes. We're, we're doing this on a Tuesday, which is not too bad. The week
2: has broken in. Yeah, oh, I'm not a big fan of Mondays. Well, no, you're not. You're not a big fan of most days, though, are you? I've got to be honest
0: yeah Tuesdays and Wednesdays don't do a lot for me. And Thursdays,
2: Thursdays are too be bad. Better.
0: Yeah. Well, they could it's be better. <laughs> Fridays okay, but you yeah, not great. And then and then it's the weekend and I've got to go home and you know spend it with the family so uh, that's great
1: but um, I was hoping you were going that way.
0: <laughs> you never know when the wife is listening.
1: I bet she she she's an avid listener.
0: I think she may not be actually. But um, anyway, all I know is that um, Monday through Friday, not my favourite days. The weekend, a little bit better,
1: but that's the sort of mood I'm in today. Great. What did you get up to last weekend then? Welcome to Verbal Diary. Um, so, uh, what did I get up to last week? Not
0: a lot. It's been,
2: I, don't, I don't really know.
0: It's been a very boring week, somehow. And not very exciting. Let me have a look. Looking in the diary. Um, yeah, almost nothing.
1: Almost nothing. <laughs> yep. Great. Very boring week. What about yourself? How's your week been? Week's been not been too bad. Uh, slightly productive. I managed to get my other podcast out last week as well. Um, you have I'll another do I... podcast? Are you, are you cheating on me? Well, in fact, we're cheating on them. Um, I've got my music podcast I've been doing since 2005. So what's that? 14 mm. years this year? Blimey um wow. yeah so every month i'd do like a bit of a mix and get my old digital decks out put some house music together um and that's I'm normally on a like a monthly re- release cycle uh but i missed the boat on january so i was keen to get one out in feb um so that went out last week i'm quite happy you can always get a little bit of a feedback which is nice um went to cinema at the weekend as well which was all quite nice what did you see uh it's that. King Arthur one oh, sorry not King Arthur I'm trying to find the, the kid who would be king it's like a British uh, yeah. family friendly story about King Arthur and the sword and all that sort of stuff it was alright it's I mean the, the poster says an instant classic and very funny I'd put it on a three star par I think it, it was, it was better than I expected but it was not great three out of
2: what
1: three out of five I'd say it's, just above average, just above average, I think. Um, some of the, the acting is quite cool, uh, and the, the story works, but it's, it's I more saw for a the trailer kids. for
0: that. I think some, there's some good kids' films coming out later in the year. I saw some good trailers, but I can't remember what any of them are. So,
1: um, I'm looking forward to Toy some... Story 4. Now, that is me. Ooh,
2: I love a big When is that story.
1: coming out? It's in the summer, I'm not sure what month though. I think I feel like it's June or July. Okay.
2: Um,
1: Yeah, and my kids love the How to Train Your Dragon
2: franchise as well, so we saw that recently as well. That was really good. We've not done that. I recommend that. That was good fun.
1: Okay. Um, So yeah, that that was the weekend, really. The weather turned, though, didn't it?
2: It wasn't as nice. It got a bit windy. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't great. Couldn't do much outdoors. That was the problem. Mm, yeah. I,
1: mean, I did a standard dad trip to the tip on the Sunday. Get some rubbish out in the at the at the recycling centre.
2: Wow. Yeah, what a life. A what a life. <laughs> Rock and roll, sir. That sounds very exciting. I mean
0: we, we the only thing we did this weekend was of note was go for a Sunday lunch.
1: Ooh. Well oh, I made a very good roast lamb though at the weekend. I really enjoyed that. Ooh. Which was. Ooh, I'm
0: still waiting for my invite.
1: Oh, for your meal. I'm still waiting for our cinema day out as well. We're going to be watching a few mm. films, aren't we? We're not very good at this oh, bit. Yeah. The homework <laughs> is not <laughs> very... our
2: thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was never good at homework, even when I was at school. Though, especially when I was at school. But the um, no, I I, I do enjoy a Sunday roast. Mm-hmm. And
2: uh, what's your preferred we meat? Good one?
0: I'm kind of a little bit agnostic, but the it does depend on how it's cooked. So we went to our local pub or a lo- local-ish pub about five seven minute drive away, mm-hmm. which does a very good Sunday roast. But I'm not a huge fan of their beef, so I don't know exactly what cut of beef it is, but it's always it, it it's slow cooked over quite a quite long period of time. So it's it, whereas I prefer roast beef to be really cooked very hot in an oven and slightly rare um and theirs is not it's a more sort of slow cooked cut and it's very nice but it's not quite what i want so i normally go for their pork belly Ooh. um which is amazing it's got really good crackling um they cook it quite slowly i suspect because they render a lot of the fat away it's not too fatty and it's it's really excellent and they do a very good yorkshire pudding which i know is not traditional with pork but i still get one um and they, you know, get your roast potatoes and some veg and just unending quantities of gravy, and uh, it's really rather good, really rather enjoyable. Sounds so
1: good. I do like a good. Pork. I enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, yeah it, I do like a roast pork, especially if it's got good crackling. It's good. Lots of mustard but, to go but, with that. I'm not a big fan of applesauce. Oh. So I don't tend to go for the applesauce, sauce, but not, nice dollop of mustard, good strong English mustard. And uh, I was in I was in second heaven. Second heaven, first heaven, I don't know. I don't know
2: if heaven has numbers.
0: But I was very happy. Um and my girls had they shared a roast beef and a sausage and mash between the two of them. So I I tried a bit of the, a bit of the sausage. They do a very good sausage, I have to be said.
2: So very, thoroughly enjoyable. Wonderful. What's your favourite roast vegetable as well? Roasted vegetable. Mm. Hmm. So a really good roast potato is definitely right up there. Okay. But
0: they're hard, hard to come by. Uh, I do, I make my own excellent roast potatoes, but a good one is hard to come by. Um, I love, I I do love a roast parsnip. And I'm quite partial to a roast celeriac.
1: This is where I was getting up. So we tried celeriac at the weekend for the first time. But rather than roasting it, I did like thin shavings as crisps almost. So they mm-hmm. were cooked, only for about an hour or so, but coated them in oil and a bit of, um, what we put on it? A bit of tarragon, actually. But they worked mm-hmm. really well. Just to mm-hmm. top on top of the meat, like flake coffee a bit on there.
2: Sounds good. It worked really well. I was, I even Are you a fan it. of
1: Seleriac? Is Seleriac a
0: thing that you like?
1: Not, no. So I, I picked one up, I think it was on offer, just to try it. Um, and I was just curious what to do with it. So that was my first attempt. But maybe big chunky pieces like roasties would be a, Second attempt as well. It's not
0: my favourite way to treat a celeriac roasting it. I I, I really like a remoulade Ooh, fancy. Um, so that's you know, you, you grate it, you um coarsely grate it, um and you serve it with um lemon and you put lemon juice in it, and then homemade mayonnaise, it has to be homemade mayonnaise. Ooh. Um lots of seasoning and lots of parsley. And that is delicious with a piece of fish or, or a piece of chicken, something like that. Absolutely divine. I love uh, celeriac. Uh, um, celeriac soup is pretty good as well. Done right. I, I've made celeriac soup with uh, lots of chilli and ginger uh, in the past, which sounds a bit weird when you think about no, it, but it does actually good.
2: work.
1: Mm. We're quickly turning this to a food podcast, aren't we? We talk a lot about food
2: now. I know, but I, I, that's because we
0: both do quite a lot of cooking, by the sounds of it.
1: Yeah, it's interesting though, isn't it? We both like cooking, you know. How many families have men that take the kitchen more than the women? I know it's a bit of a stereotype, but it's, it's good that we both I think, do.
0: I think it's a lot of a stereotype, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but I, but I <laughs> think... I think that, like a lot of stereotypes, it is based on some factual, uh, um, or some fact. Um But yeah, uh, I, I think it's becoming more and more common for men to cook. I know quite, quite a lot of my friends will do the cooking. Um yeah. And, and I, I just enjoy it. I, I enjoy it. And my my wife's not the most adventurous when it comes to eating. So uh, although she's very happy to cook and is actually very, very good, she only makes stuff she
1: likes, which is great. I'm testament to your wife's cooking, to be fair. Yes,
0: the baking
1: is out out of this world, to be fair. She's an excellent baker.
0: She is a master baker. But um, when it comes to cooking, she's not, she she doesn't feel confident, even though she's very good, Uh, but she cooks stuff that's, to be frank, not the most exciting, because she is not a particularly adventurous eater, so she'll only make things she likes. So that's totally fair enough. So I end up doing quite a lot of stuff which uh, she would never cook, but ends up actually quite enjoying eating, um, even though she is more than capable.
2: Yeah. So what about well, your was... wife? Is she is
0: she is she is she much of a a dab hand in the kitchen?
2: She, like yours, she
1: she she loves to bake, especially with the children. Um, and through her job, she does have to do some training with cooking as well as a teacher. So she does know the sciences of it, but she didn't she. She's not as adventurous in the kitchen at home. She 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 will happily just get a microwave meal to feed herself and the kids sometimes. Whereas I'm the one that will be like you, go and be a bit more adventurous and find something. And go, have we tried this before? Oh, I fancy this. And she does enjoy the stuff I come out with. What did we have last night? It's slightly different. It was, uh, we had some vegetarian burgers. I did like a really funky salad with it. You know, a bit more colour and flavours in there. Some homemade sauces and oh, dips. Good. So yeah, it's good. it's an interesting balance. I like it. I think, yeah, I think people like Jamie Oliver in the crowd have kind of just given everyone a bit more inspiration to do this as well. I saw him in an interview at the weekend and he does come across quite well. And you you remember really? what he's done over the years. I, I've got a lot of respect for him. Like he, I know he comes a bit knobby at times, but what he's done with food over the oh. last 15, 20 years, he, he definitely has changed the, the face of it.
0: I don't love much of his cooking, though. It's the, like, there's some things he makes, I think, oh, yeah, great. But um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not not the biggest fan of his. I, I don't I don't really follow recipes. I don't really. That's not how See, I, I don't, work. I just but I,
1: I like his style. How he doesn't he doesn't measure intricately all the things. He just knows what flavors go well together, and that's what I like to take away from him. He's going, oh, okay. So I'm doing some pork. I know which herbs I should probably use and some of the citruses maybe to bring out the flavors. But I don't yeah. go through his. I've got loads of his recipe books. I don't think I've ever done any recipe from his book. But I do use his styles and his, his little tricks that he, he has up his sleeve. Yeah.
2: Anyway. <laughs> Interesting. Very foody. Anyway, I
0: think, I, I think what we should do is a Verbal Diary food special where instead of our usual format, we each bring a dish into the recording studio nice. and we can try it live.
1: Ooh, sounds good. We'll have to plan a that A Verbal one.
0: Diary, um, a Verbal Diary live tasting.
1: So now we've got whiskey, we've got cinema, we've got movie night. We've got. I so will tell you what, I think if <laughs>
0: any of our listeners would like to get involved in this live tasting, just tweet at us using the hashtag. I want with to us. Try. I want to try verbal diary
2: food. Nice and short again. Perfect. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag I want to try verbal diary food. There you go. nailed um, it.
0: And we'll each do a dish. What well, you, know, you have to think about what dish you're going to make.
2: Oh, that is your
1: homework. I want to have a think about that. I don't know.
2: Yeah, well, I, can, I think I know, you know what think. I'd make for you. I think I know what you'd enjoy. So excellent. Um, yeah, because well, you know, I think I'd keep it simple, mm. but take simple, Simon. Perhaps That's we should go time, for man. foods that are of our heritage. Oh, okay, a pie. <laughs> <laughs> I really like a pie. Um, exactly. Okay. And
0: I'll do a let's do this in two weeks'
1: time. It gives us a week to prepare and then a week to actually do it.
2: So you're gonna bring a big pie into the office and I'll be
1: bring Yes, maybe a flask of chicken soup. It Um, travels well. Pie travels well. That's the other useful thing. So so does soup. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Okay, let's 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 make that happen. Let's move on.
0: Let's move on. Hashtag. Sorry. I want to try. What was it? I want. This is from a kind of. I, I want to the eat, verbal
1: hashtag. diary. I think it was.
0: I want verbal diary food. Whatever it is, basically, you make up your own hashtag. But tweet at us if you uh, if you think that's a good idea. So, Please
1: do. Amazing. Right then, let's do this. Article of the week. It's your turn this week. Should we do the song?
0: Yeah. Hold on. You're, you're rushing, aren't you? You're rushing. Yeah.
1: I thought you. Should I'm not Russian. I'm English.
0: Oh, right, there's going to be a big cut in this podcast. Um, fine, I, I'm not singing the song this week. Oh. Uh, I, I don't
2: think we need a song anymore. I think I think we're done with the song. Okay. Verbal diary with Simon James. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So I got to be honest, I'm I'm sort of breaking all the rules here. Thanks. Because first of all, I sent you two articles. Secondly, really, it's just a precursor to a bit of a rant um, because the articles that I sent you and I, I'm not going to resend them to you because I only sent them to you recently. So you should have them in your recent message history. Oh, there, there are two articles about problems related or apparent problems and apparent emergencies related to uh, the aviation sector. And I'm just going to come out and say a bit of an AV geek sitting right here. Okay. Um, uh, and one of them is um, from the Daily Mirror about uh, an incident at Stansted Airport last week where um, there was a, an aircraft had to perform an emergency stop uh, whilst on its takeoff roll. And the other article is from The Independent about a, um, uh, someone on an Aer Lingus flight um, who was cruising at around 35,000 feet and saw another aircraft out the window and that was described as a near miss. Um, and there's a whole load of
2: um, ranting that I'm ready to do. So, strap yourself in. Um, I'm strapped so first in. of all, the Please phrase
1: seatbelts for.
0: <laughs> yeah, tray tables into the upright position. Um,
2: the phrase near-miss, I've never really understood it, because isn't it actually a near-hit? <laughs> an when actual you Are loss. you a glass half-full
1: or glass half-empty kind of guy?
0: But it's an actual miss. It's not a near. We didn't nearly miss you. We we we
1: missed. You just
0: you. missed. <laughs> we, anyway, I'm going to start with that particular piece around the near miss. And and as I say, av geek here. I know quite a lot about how aviation works. I'm sure many of our listeners do. Okay. Um, these sort of articles really, really piss me off because it's just such a load of nonsense. This video in the video there and you can watch the video if you want shows two aircraft that i would guess are separated by five miles three miles possibly vertically separated by between one and five thousand feet it's almost impossible to tell when you're the passenger in the aircraft there are safe limits for uh, how close aircraft can get to each other in the air so it's a vertical separation of at least a thousand feet and a horizontal separation of uh, it's other one or two miles the exact numbers aren't important suffice to say it's a long way away from you, but you see a lot further when you're 35,000 feet up and there's no clouds and there's much less atmosphere uh, to distort the light, etc. That, that your eyes are picking up. So you do tend to have very good visibility, not always, but, but mostly. And in this video, in this article, the visibility is good. So that, that aircraft could be quite a long way away from you, but what really pisses me off is that the the uh, the, the press are very happy to sensationalise these incidents, and it reflects really negatively on the aviation sector. And I'm not trying to protect the aviation sector; they don't need me to protect them. But it's actually the flying public who get put off uh, flying and who think who get misinformed, and this is. You know, we, we all know there's lots of fake news and all the rest of it, but um, this is just plain straightforward misinformation for me. That you know, Aircraft, there are lots of aircraft flying. Um, there's like, is it like 100,000 aircraft in the air at once? It's not some, some ridiculous, but it's probably quite, not quite that much. It's like it, but There's thousands of planes in the sky all at one time. And yeah, you're going to see some. I, I've been on many flights where I've looked out the window, and like, oh, there's another plane. Um, in fact, sometimes I've even uh, considered that we were racing another aircraft which is quite good fun. But the, um, but yeah, so this sensationalization is really the thing that, that pisses me off. And as this article says, uh, one passenger gazed out of the window to find an unusual sight at 35,000 feet. Another aircraft. Well, well, no, that's kind of where aircraft are. The majority of aircraft are at 35,000 or so feet. They're not on the ground. So, it's a very odd article. Um, an unusual sight at 35,000 feet would be, I don't know, an elephant. <laughs> yeah. Not another aircraft.
2: Well, Dumbo flies, you
0: know. Well, that's, I did just think maybe an elephant isn't the best example. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you another one. A really unusual sight at 35,000 feet would be Jamie Oliver cooking up a little stir fry. <laughs> no outside I'm
1: picturing of it, aircraft. but yeah, that, that's good. Um, <laughs>
0: You know, you, you get the point. You know, yeah? It's, like, it's yeah. not an unusual sight. That's where the planes are. Um, so, <laughs> and it was flying between very busy airspace. This flight was was flying Dublin to Lisbon. So it's flying relatively south, um, but it's not exactly quiet airspace as you come over no. the, the, the sort of southwest corner of the UK and then into Europe. There's quite a lot yes. of flights going on there. Um, it really upsets me not well, upset is a strong word um, it, it annoys me that they named the airline because um, yeah. that's just wrong um, actually they have in the article so they actually have the numbers here so um, the rules for separation are that, that below 29,000 feet it's three miles horizontally or a thousand feet vertically um, above that level, I think it's five miles uh, horizontally, but it's still a thousand feet vertically. So you could have two aircraft occupying the same space but a
1: thousand feet separated. You made a really good point miles. there. The article, the, bear in mind, this is the press. They say below 29,000 feet, the distance is usually three miles horizontally or a thousand feet vertically. The video mm-hmm. appears to show the plane above 29,000 feet. No figures. They just
0: but there, there is a point afterwards where it's still a, it's still a thousand foot vertically, but I think the separation increases to five miles horizontally. But
1: they've just um, counteracted their own headline, going, this is a non-news event.
0: It is a non-news event because it's a load of nonsense. Uh, this happens oh. all the time. There are more than one aircraft in the sky at any one time. So Let's that's shoot, number one. So
2: look, yeah. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm going to move my rant on to the stance of incident. Yeah? And I just okay. want to start by saying that the passengers on this aircraft, I'll bet it was scary, and I'll bet that people were, maybe panicking is a strong word, but I'll bet it was not a pleasant experience in the slightest. Nonetheless, I will also bet that this stuff, and in fact, I don't need to bet, I know, this sort of stuff happens all the time. There are thousands upon thousands of flights a day. This stuff happens Mm -hmm. not every day, maybe, but, but a lot of days. So, this article is about an incident that at Stansted Airport, where, where an aircraft that was flying to Vienna was on its takeoff roll, so it's you know engines up and it, uh, fired up, spun up, and it's, it's barreling its way down the runway. There was a uh, some sort of bang, maybe an explosion um, on the aircraft, and apparently the plane came to a screeching halt. So I'm just going to say it. Um, that's called normal operations. <laughs> yep. If an aircraft is ta- on its takeoff roll and there's a bang, some sort of explosion, what do you want it to do? Do you want it to not come to a screeching halt? <laughs> Would you prefer it to just go, I don't know, flying off the end of the runway into the nearest mountain or something? Um, this is this is the correct thing to happen. The way that let, let me let me explain how takeoff works on, on an aircraft. What you do um, is you take you say what well, what's the wa- total weight of the aircraft. Yep. And you can work out from that, based on the weather conditions, so temperature, wind, altitude, and various other factors, what your takeoff speed's going to be. You then say, OK, what's my runway length? The standard's got, the standard has a long runway. So you say, OK, good, good runway length here, um, And you work out how much power do I need from the engines to accelerate to the correct speed to be able to take, get off the ground, given my weight and the conditions, um, within the space allocated to me on the runway and then that is how much engine thrust gets applied. Mm-hmm. And you accelerate, and then you take off. And the way that they work out the space on the runway is that you take the total runway length, stands so that is just for going sake, to it's about 10,000 feet, I think it might even be longer, which is quite a long runway. Um, but you take, you take the runway length, it doesn't really matter what the length is, and the first thing you do is you subtract the amount of distance that you need in order to stop the aircraft from its, essentially its takeoff speed. So if its takeoff speed is 140 miles an hour, and you need to have, let's say, 3,000 feet in order to bring the aircraft to, aircraft to a stop from that speed, and you've got a 10,000-foot runway, you now only have a 7,000-foot runway to play with. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Which means that This is planned for in normal operations that we may have to do an emergency stop on the runway. And like I said, this isn't to say that it wouldn't be scary and that passengers wouldn't be scared and and find it a horrible experience. But again, to sensationalize it as some sort of special incident is absolute nonsense. Not only that you have the stopping distance calculated, that stopping distance is calculated if you only have brakes available and no thrust reversers. So if you lose the engines on your takeoff roll, they explode, it does happen very rarely, but it does happen, it's very, very rare.
2: Um, you can still stop the aircraft because the aircraft had brakes. So it's, it's a very odd article
0: it's a very it's not an article it's a very sensational article that's allowing uh, the mirror to gain some more hits and i'm kind of like do we even put, put the link in the show notes? but um yeah i i do get very pissed off by the sensationalism around aviation an industry that i'm quite passionate about quite enjoy learning about and is actually the safest industry i can think of and if you think about the number of flights that happen and that we've actually gone full year a full calendar year a couple of times now without a single fatality
1: no careful and you think there has been that one of the football player over the english um, no no not,
0: not 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 the last calendar year but but okay. i think 2007 or 2017 yeah. or 2016 possibly yeah. one of those years there were no fatalities yeah and we're talking about mil- you know there's at least a million flights a year yeah
1: I don't know yeah. number. I mean, you start, um, you're more likely to die on the way to an airport than actually on an aircraft. You that's true. In the
0: UK, in the UK, two and a half thousand people a year die in motor, in car accidents. Two and a half
1: thousand, bloody hell. Yeah. A year. Yeah. And yet,
0: we don't get many sensational headlines about that. I don't know if you noticed. Of course we don't. we
2: yeah. um, so doing nothing about it. So anyway, you. so...
0: So that's my rant, is basically, I know it's not a very pleasant thing to have happened to these passengers, but the way the article puts it, it's like, oh my God. And yes, I know that the passengers were evacuated as an emergency, but they didn't know if they, they had a fire in an engine. And believe me, uh, although thankfully I don't speak from first-hand experience, if, you've, if you're in an aircraft on the ground the, before you've taken off and the engine is on fire, you need to get out of that aircraft now. Mm-hmm. Um, And they evacuated the aircraft. Apparently it happened within the um, maximum time allotted. So 90 seconds, that's how it works. It's an aircraft designed so that every passenger can get off within 90 seconds, um, which is very quick. And yes, it's not, you know, although I quite fancy jumping off down down one of those slides, I'm not sure everyone else would. (laughs) Um, But nonetheless, passengers were off. Yes, there were a few minor injuries because these things are not pleasant, let's let's be clear. But, yeah, there there were certainly no fatalities and no major injuries. And I'm s- sorry for those people whose holidays were ruined, because yeah, it would ruin your holiday. Absolutely. But, um, yeah. but, but the sensational reporting around this is the bit that I, I, I really,
2: <sighs> I'm not a fan of. Do you feel
1: better now? You've got that off your chest.
0: A little bit. I'm starting to feel better.
1: Good. I'm glad. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. This is why I don't have, I've fallen out with the press generally. They're all, they're all out for clicks and impressions and all that jazz. Um, and the, you, the model is what I said, OMG, airplane crash in the headline, because that's the sort of audience that's lapping it up as well. I mean, you talk about the mirror. I would never even browse. Or I wouldn't click through to these, like you say. I don't think we bother with the show notes.
0: No, so I, um, I, I in, saw it in. I saw it on Twitter. And I just want to put. So sorry to cut across you, I Just want to give you a little bit of context. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's a ten thousand foot runway. It stands so something in that range, and the aircraft stopped eight hundred and ninety feet down the runway. Oh, so wow. it can't have been going more than forty miles an hour.
1: Thirty. That was just starting then. Hence the heads of screech. <laughs> yeah. I mean, others reported seeing flames and sparks as the plane became to a screeching halt. You, you might see a few sparks from the brakes if it's putting that much pressure on, or you, you're probably just making shit up now because you're in the press. Um, the, the, yeah.
0: the, the brakes can catch on fire. Um, yeah. When you have a, a high-speed deceleration event. That
1: much pressure, the, the that heat. much heat. It's the heat. Yeah. 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 So I'm not surprised, but no one died. And everyone was safe. No, a, a few minor injuries. The plane will need a bit of repair, but. That's not news. <laughs> that's what bothers me. Like like you, this is just not news. This is just trying to fill your daily print with some crap that you've dug out from Twitter. And that's what we've got to stop doing. I just, I, I fell out with the press for this reason. They, they, they've got no real substantial news to talk about anymore. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not going to go down the politics. That's just, again, it's a whole load of nonsense at the moment. I think, you know, there are more important things happening in the world. And to be actually thinking about it, as we talk we've got into a habit of watching russell howard's um hour i think it's called now on sky um and he he he's brilliant putting a a, a positive slant on most news or taking a piss a little bit but he he always focuses he's always trying to find the good deeds of the week as well and that's what I what I'd like to see i want to see the happy people i want to see the good news the the, the, the nice things that are happening in the world not the bad things you know no one feels better for hearing bad news it's what I don't understand. I, I don't listen to Radio 4 in the morning anymore because it's just angry DJ or presenters shouting at politicians mm. and celebrities. That's not making me feel any better. I'm going to put my local radio on playing cheesy music. That's a little bit more uplifting. I don't, I don't feel better for listening to ranting idiots. Pardon your opportunity here. Um, <laughs>
0: so, yeah, let, let, me, let me just tell you what the headline said on the mirror for this article. God. Stansted Airport closes for two hours after eight injured in terrifying aborted takeoff. <laughs> Jesus, I suspect there was a less sensational headline when they had to land an A320 in the river in New York. You know, it's 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 just such a load of nonsense. And yes, of course, the air, of course, it was the runway was closed for two hours because it takes time to get a plane off the runway, and then you've got to clear the runway down. Get every single bit of debris it has to be totally removed. There can be nothing on the runway. They're, they're inspected, I think, every half an hour and perhaps more frequently sometimes to make sure there's nothing on the runway because that, that is a problem. Um, but yeah, it, it's just what a what a ridiculous headline. Just yeah. unbelievable.
1: I mean, yeah, a two-hour delay at an airport, it happens. Guess what? You're in a place where you've got loads to bloody do. It's not like the end of the world. Um, I'm not... I've, I've been on delayed flights before. It's just, oh, an extra few hours with the kids in an airport where there's plenty to do and eat. Oh, you're, you're really? Most airports, Ain't even stanford has got plenty to do, I think. There's, a, I there's normally a bar or a cafe. That'll do. You've got USB points to charge up your devices. You've got seats. That's true. It's not It's not the end of the world. Anyway, rant over. Um, I, I think you've raised some fair points there. Um, my my rant really is mind. a long
0: way from over,
1: but perhaps for this
0: podcast. But the, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's just, especially as someone like myself, who is very interested in aviation and feels passionately about,
1: yeah. Give uh, it I a love, bad rep.
0: Planes, a bit, bit of a geek, whatever. Um it just oh, really gets really it really grinds
2: my gears. Oh good phrase. I like that. <laughs> All right, dude. You you feel better now. A little bit. A little, a little bit. bit. Thank
0: That's you good. for that. I'd like to thank the whole of the verbal diary community for allowing me to go off on one there for a few minutes.
1: We'd love to hear their thoughts as well, actually. Hashtag go on. <laughs> <laughs> Give such uh, well, I, th-
0: I think I think hashtag emergency is probably the best one. It's actually quite uh, relevant this. this time. <laughs> um, what about hashtag terrifying?
1: Hashtag terrifying flights from all airports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. Good article, mate. Uh, you know, it's, it's a very important thing. I think, yeah, and the hidden
2: agenda of it all. Shall we move on to the next? Segment. I think, so. I think so. I might I might need to take a Valium first, but I
0: think
1: so.
2: Verbal diary with sign, James. This week's picture
1: of the week is it's my turn.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so uh I've just realized I haven't got this on my PC at the moment. I'm gonna have to send
2: it via phone. Blimey. me. Um so I took a picture, I do think what day it was, I think it was Monday. Um which
1: it might not look like much, um, but I think it's got enough to talk about. Um, so I'm just going to get this over to you now. And it's on its way, winging its way over the airwaves, all the way through some internet provider,
2: through some messaging Ooh, platform. I've received I mean, it. Oh. Yes. Ooh. So Ooh. Ooh. We, we mentioned earlier about the
1: weather the oh. weekend. Is this a
0: metaphor? Is this picture a metaphor?
1: Like, see, I think it's a hidden metaphor there, yeah. But the, the, the reality of what happened, um, the, the weather took a turn for the worst last week. We, we had glorious sunshine last week. We talked about that. And then, as it got into the weekend, the rain started coming and the wind started coming. And there, there was a storm. I think, what was her name? She had a name for one again. Fair storm yeah. Freya, I think it was. Yeah, And it, it apparently brought chaos. I'm not going to click any links on the press just after what we talked about. About what the worst case scenario was and this is often an ongoing joke that my really bin fell over in the wind it's not the end of the world but it beautifully captures the sort of reactions we get around this country when there is a little bit of rain or wind or snow or sunshine that something affects your lifestyle in a horrendously bad way i.e it's not that bad at all but yeah, I thought, it, so I've, I've basically got two wheelie bins lying down on the high street. I think the Rugby Council, as I uh, get my train from there. Um, and I noticed them as I walked to the train station Monday morning. Yeah, I thought it, it beautifully captures what's going on in this country at the moment as well. You know, we've got all this sensational news about all the problems in politics and uh, health and uh, airports and all that. Um, but in reality, it is quite easily repairable. It's just something that's fell over. We can pull it back up again. If only it was that simple, though, right?
2: Hmm. Yeah. So
1: I
0: I think uh, I think this is a good metaphor. To me, I I saw this picture and I immediately thought of um, uh, that. that, You know, have we thrown our country in those bins and then someone's just come and kicked them over? Um.
1: (laughs) Possibly. Storm Freya kicked it over in rage. Was it, so, I wonder if
0: it was a terrifying fall.
1: What for the wheelie bin? Yes, it's a good <laughs> job the, the contents weren't opened up either. I'm hoping they were empty. I didn't dare to look what was inside those bins. Um, interestingly, though, that that um, I, I'm not. Not every council does it the same way. So in our local councils, we have one big blue top which takes all mixed recycling, and then one black top for the waste. Um, and we're on a two week cycle now. So recycling only comes once so every two weeks. And then on alternate weeks, the waste dumps is collected. How does that often work for you nowadays?
2: Um, so we've got four bins. Whoa. Yeah. We have a black
0: bin, which is for health, you know, general non recyclables. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a green bin, which is for food, compostable waste. Okay. Basically, so food and uh, things like grass clippings and plants and flowers and stuff like that. Um, and you can buy, spe- and we do, we buy special bags from the council, which are biodegradable. I think they degrade in there, only, only about two years or something, which is quite good. Um, and you can put your food waste in those and those go in the green bin. We have a brown bin, which is for other mixed recycling. So glass, plastic, uh, cardboard, not paper. Okay. Um, we have a separate bin for paper recycling, which no one knows if, you're, if you can put, like, glossy magazines in there or if they go in the brown bin or neither. Ooh. We're on a two-week cycle. So we have a collection every week, but only two out of the four bins get collected each week. Okay. Um, what we do – so we, we have found that in the summer, when it's very hot, uh, the green bin, which has got all the food waste in, is not – it's disgusting for the two-week. So last summer, when we had that ridiculous summer, we actually, um, us and I think our neighbors, we got together and asked the council for a special collection a couple of times, which they do do, you have to pay for it. Um, but it, it's just, oh, the two-week thing is just, I, I don't agree with it, but anyway. Um, but yeah, so we have to do quite a lot of separating of, of, of our recycling and our waste, um, yeah. and they're very strict. So um, we've had incidents where our, our brown bin in particular hasn't been collected or hasn't been emptied um, because they found it contaminated with the wrong stuff, oh dear. Um, which is really annoying because you put your bins out, and then if someone just walks past your house and decides to throw a bit of rubbish in the wrong bin, your bin doesn't get collected. I mean, it's yes. very frustrating. But anyway, that's what we have to do.
1: Interesting. Well, I say it's interesting. It's interesting to me. I'm not sure it is to everyone. Um. But no, we we do have the food waste collection. I'm I'm not a big fan like you. Uh that we don't have the possible bags and you do get that smell, especially in the summer. So we we tend not to use that to be honest. Um and there is a brown bin that does the garden waste, which obviously is irrelevant during the winter, so I'd question the value in that. Um
0: we still have um we still have plants. Plant waste in the winter. So, although can't the grass isn't being cut, um, yeah, you'll be we'll get flowers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we have had uh, a bush mm-hmm. trimmed and things like that. So, it's useful to have that bin available um, to be able to use. So, I, I'm quite happy to separate the waste out into the various different sections. What I don't like is when I've heard the stories that. Although we separate it out, all of the rubbish just goes to one place.
1: And just oh, I don't want to know. I'm hoping there's something that's happening magically when they collect it, but I'm pretty sure it's exactly the same in our area as well. Just yeah, just I've got bad news for you, mate. I know. <laughs> Let's not go there. Let's not go. <laughs> okay, so there's my picture of the week. Um, might spark some thoughts, but, you know, I thought it was a beautifully captured image of what's been going on.
0: I really, I really like that. I really Isn't like it? that.
1: It's good, it's good.
0: <laughs> so many metaphors.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Speaking of metaphors, we should come up with a uh, an episode name for this week. Oh, oh,
2: oh! I Ooh. know.
1: I liked your, what you made a, a comment earlier. That was quite funny. Uh,
2: what was that? I think
1: it was just now. What was it? Oh, I can't remember what it was now. You to come. To Terrifying. Me no, it was. No, it's gone. Damn.
0: Damn. So, what are we going to call the episode? Um, so, what we talked
1: about? We Talked about the aviation. We talked about all the airplanes and the the, the sensational headlines of the press.
2: Um, we talked about recycling. Um, the stalls. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a tricky one this week. It's a tricky I one. Um, I
0: don't think. I don't think. I, I don't think either of us have really said something that's captured the. Uh, the episode in, in a way for a title. What about yeah, I something think... like? Sorry, go on.
1: no. I was going to say maybe it will just come out as we uh, as we're about to go live. Find something that
0: just sounds uh, about right. We need to spend a minute thinking about it though, because it's, it's it's always it's always interesting. I think to come up with a title. Um, I, I was going to suggest something like um, uh, um, something like a ter- terrifying trash. Something, uh, alliteration. The
2: terrifying teams. storm hits recycling. Ter- terrifying storm. Um, I don't know. We'll have to
0: come up with something.
2: I think, so, think some will come out, out, out as we. we I, I would we say our
0: listeners could help us name the episode, but of course, what happens is they know the name of the episode before they even listen to it. So that's a that
1: little bit too late. Yes.
2: Oh. All right. Well, should well, we. Uh,
1: do you want to do the socials? Shall we wrap it up and do some socials? Yeah, let's do it. You can always, as you can say, as we've said, you can always tweet us um, based on what we've talked about. We've got a few hashtags in there. Um, oh God, I can't remember what they are now. i <laughs> got all my memories shy today. What was Hashtag
2: it? Emergency. Hashtag emergency.
1: Hashtag emergency. Hashtag I want to eat with verbal diarrhea or something, was it? Just tweet at us. We'll know what you're talking just about. Just tweet at site at Nortals, at Verbal Diary Show. You can have a listen again on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes. Uh, are we still doing YouTube? I think we'll continue oh, with YouTube, yeah, we for a bit. YouTube.
0: we are doing YouTube. We are. We need to do YouTube. I forgot to do uh,
1: the YouTube for last week. We do. Talk we need about. to probably back catalogue that bad boy. Um, and yeah, just get in touch and tell us how bad this episode was, <laughs> with lots of rants and bans. Less, less uh, structure and topics, or anything.
2: <laughs> Is that it? Have you done the socials? I think we're we done. Are we done? Are we done? We're done. We're done.
1: Hit it, Maestro.